Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Dr. Randy Bach, and today is June 8, 2022. We're into, uh, God knows, maybe two and a half years of, uh, of an emergency, um, COVID-19. This is COVID-22 right now and counting. Um, I'm very much honored to have a, a brilliant mind on our show. Uh, he is, his name is uh, Thorsten uh, Siglauson, and um, he has, we're going to have to maybe discuss what that Icelandic letter is. I assume it's a TH sound, but we don't have one. Uh, so that's an interesting thing right off the bat. He's an economist, and I found him uh, through reading. Uh, he publishes on brownstone.org, which is a fabulous site. I recommend it. They've got a lot of interesting content um, outside of, say, what you might find on, on the general news. Um, and he has a, a book on Amazon. But I also uh, I found him on LinkedIn because he's been recommended by certain of my good friends, uh, Marc Giraudot, uh, who's an excellent thinker himself uh, in Paris. Uh, oftentimes uh, comments and, and uh, you know forwards um, me his work. So I thought, you know, why not reach out? And I, I'm very much honored and, and uh, uh, to have him on the show. And so without any further ado, uh, how did I do with your name, first of all, and, and your bona fides? And can you tell us a little about yourself? And moreover, uh, what brought you into the COVID-19 discussion world? Okay, yep, yep. Okay, so just a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm an economist. Uh, and a consultant uh, living and working in Iceland, run a business that's operating mostly out of India. Uh, and uh, uh, what what brought me into this actually was uh, uh, that at the well very soon after uh, all this COVID uh, thing started, uh, I began to see a, a, a lot of discrepancy uh, between the actual facts and. Uh, uh, and uh, the uh, uh, the narrative and the propaganda in in the media, and uh, and that's really what's what got me thinking uh, that that there was something wrong. There was something not uh, the way it should be. Uh, so uh, so I started to think about basically what it might be, and I'm still thinking about that because I, I still really don't know. You know what 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 really happened there uh, uh, so uh, <clears throat> then uh, i think it was probably in the summer of 2020 uh, that i started writing uh, some articles about this about the reaction uh, locally in iceland which i thought was, uh, was uh, in many ways very wrong uh, then uh, when the great barrington declaration was published uh, I thought, okay, maybe now we have the solution to the problem. But mm -hmm. uh, the reaction to it uh, was uh, it, it it just baffled me uh, to see the way uh, the way people reacted to those uh, sort of you know sensible recommendations. And uh, I think it was at about that time that uh, that I got together with some uh, some friends, some other uh, skeptics. Uh, and uh, we started to try to make some noise uh, here. Uh, and uh, uh, we started by interviewing some people, uh, Anders Tegnell in, uh, in Sweden, uh, Martin Kuldorf uh, and others, uh, and just to try to discuss this. And we broadcast some discussions uh, and uh, started writing articles, uh, setting up a Facebook group and so on. And uh, then later on, I got involved in, you know, I, I started writing on LinkedIn. Uh, I think it was uh, in uh, 
you know, in, in 2020 at some point, uh, when LinkedIn, something you would never have uh, written anything sort of political or controversial or it sort of started changing and uh, and uh, I, I started to publish some news from Iceland on LinkedIn uh, and uh, and then it just uh, you know just got on with it uh, started writing for the daily skeptic mostly news from Iceland uh, and then uh, lately uh, I've been publishing on brownstone as well uh, and uh, uh, and it's you know, it's it's just a situation that I find very disturbing. Uh, how this all came about. So what uh, do you find most? Situation. What do you find most disturbing? What What are the parts that kind of rank, <laughs> rankled you or got you motivated? What, what What was going? I mean, yeah. not everybody may know what's going on in Iceland. We're somewhat familiar on our show talking about Sweden, um, yeah. Iceland yeah. less so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what 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 really got me worried. Uh, at the beginning was was two things. It was uh, that very early on it turned out that uh, the mortality rate from this disease was, you know, it was basically a fraction of what people believed initially. Mm -hmm. True. And it, it, it didn't, you know, it was it was relatively relatively soon. Uh, we had some seroprevalence tests done in Iceland that showed that uh, the mortality rate here was about. 0.3%. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, but in the beginning, like you maybe remember it, you know, people thought it was like four or five percent or whatever, you know. Uh, the second thing that uh, that really worried me was uh, uh, the news from India. Uh, and uh, the thing is that in late 2019, uh, I was uh, I was in India. Uh, working and uh, and then uh, uh, traveling and, and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, uh, one of the things we did was to go into the countryside in in, in the state of Gujarat uh, to visit the village. Uh, we had been supporting a school there and we were opening up a library in the school. And uh, I spent about a week there for uh, Diwali and it was very enjoyable actually. Sleeping on the roof in a, in a farmhouse, very simple life, you know. And everybody uh, I met, everyone agreed on one thing, and, and this was the importance of education. You know, whether it was the uh, some 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 Dalit farmers or uh, or the uh, or the the local uh, uh, government or, uh, or whatever, you know, the headmaster or anyone uh, then uh, a few months later the school was closed and all the schools in india were closed all the people uh, i would meet in the street whether in the city or in the countryside uh, who lived today on what they earned yesterday they were banned from working mm -hmm. that's and an excellent they, point uh, yeah and they just went out of the cities they, they couldn't support themselves they went out into the city out of the cities and into the countryside uh, you know maybe on bikes maybe walking uh, the trains had all been stopped you know so and then they got to the villages and then they were barred entry you know mm. out of fear of this virus which in 2020 you know the, the mortality from this virus in india was 
you know, it was neglectful. It's minuscule. I mean, yeah. it, a lot of these countries said, you know, that the, the, the real secondary virus is, was the reaction to the initial virus. And so it it's almost a, almost a worse virus because as you spoke about, I mean, you know, the, the education stopped, transportation stopped, um, lives stopped, and people who are living subsistence, um, they really suffered the, the ramifications of this in a much greater extent here as well, and certainly worldwide. And a lot of these places in the third world that, uh, what we call the third world, at least formally, um, you know, have, have younger populations in general. And over the course of this, they didn't suffer uh, the, even the mortality, even the 0.3% mortality that we had in Iceland and say throughout mm. the developed world, um, because they're, they're, they don't have as many oldsters. And at least, you know, I mean, the, the, the median age across the world in the developed countries is about 80, 82 uh, for mortality. And the orders of magnitude of death are, you know, 10 times higher than age 65, 100 times higher than age you know, 50, and about 1,000 times or more than, than age 25. And mm. so, you know, the, the, the focused protection aspect, the, um, the uh, Great Barrington Declaration you mentioned by uh, Jay Bhattacharya, who was on the show a couple of months ago, uh, Kuldorf and uh, uh, Gunipta Singh, if I believe, um, I might be uh, correct about that. Um, they, you know, they, it is an obvious answer. And I, I don't want to divert too much, but, you know, on, when Jay Bhattacharya was on, we discussed that uh, doctors Fauci and Collins, who respectively were the head of the NIAID, and CDC here, uh, they went in kind of a pernicious, uh, you know, subterfuge, underhanded manner to uh, cut that uh, out from under, you know, the legs out from that great part de declaration. They uh, basically uh, started a, a, what I mean, a slander, libel, um, kind of a mm -hmm. counter counter narrative, um, so that their narrative, whether it was founded or not, uh, would be uh, supreme. And uh, you know, the only good thing about uh, you know kids not being in school. Uh, is if this is the kind of education they're going to get. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry for the diversion, but uh, you know my great sympathies go to the people you know who really suffered from this. You know, a lot of I just one last point. I just left my 45th reunion at Yale uh, last weekend, and you know people are talking, oh my God, the the, the you know COVID-19. I mean, nobody, nobody passed from it, and you know we are pretty well buffered as a you know kind of the elites, the ruling class kind of thing. Um, yeah. At the end of our careers, you know, people had their vacation homes, one place or another, and they you know, had all the provisions they could want and they, you know, worked remotely and, you know, tapping keys on the computer and they didn't have any of the, you know, the genuine issues that you're mentioning in India. So I apologize for the diversion, but let's get back to where you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was basically those two uh, things that disturbed me in the beginning. And then, and, and that really started with the, the Great Barrington Declaration that I started seeing you know all the all the the censorship that was going on and uh, uh, like i said i i had been writing on linkedin uh, about this uh, i had of course followed the news and uh, I, I i saw that uh, you know everything that was uh, sort of broadcast and written in the papers and so on was all supporting the same narrative yeah, and which was in, in in total contradiction with the facts, because uh, I knew, you know, in the fall of 2020, uh, the WHO uh, had estimated the mortality, and uh, this was official, you know, but still people people kept believing uh, something totally different, and uh, and then you started seeing the uh, the uh, the censorship, and I think I think my first sort of uh, uh, first-hand experience of the censorship was in in the summer of uh, last year, 
uh, when the chief epidemiologist of Iceland uh, got a sort of a bout of sanity for half a day. <laughs> and uh, he what, went... What, what virus was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but basically, there was an interview with him where he said, well, you know, of course, all the vaccinations have been going on and, um, and that was working out the way we know uh, it did. And he said uh, in an interview, uh, yeah, okay, we, we're not going to get herd immunity with, through the vaccinations. Uh, we're going to have to have to let this spread and let people get infected. And then, uh, uh, and, and I, I wrote about this on LinkedIn and uh, uh, and Martin, Martin Kuldorf, uh, mm-hmm. he picked, picked, picked it up and uh, he shared my post. And the next thing he knew was that his post had been taken down. Wow. So this was just the news, you know, a mm-hmm. broadcast. Uh, or, or, or broadcast. Yeah, it was not, not an opinion, and, uh, not an opinion. It was a fact. Not an opinion. It was just a fact. You know, the guy said this, even though he sort of tried to retract it later on the same day, he did say this. Uh, but Martin's post was taken down, and I think he tweeted about it or something, and uh, it was quite a havoc. And uh, uh, I don't remember if the post was was put up again. My post was never taken down, uh, but uh, but this is you know, and that was sort of my first experience with with the censorship. Uh, the censorship then just got worse and worse. You know, my LinkedIn profile was taken down uh, last November, I think. It was uh, for about a week or something. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Martin Kultor's LinkedIn profile was taken down, uh, I think it was early this year, uh, and it was only put up again after uh, after somebody wrote about it on Brownstone, I think. And, uh, you know, uh, and that was because of something he wrote early 2020 about, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the importance of focused protection or something like that. Uh, so it's 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 been like that, and it's getting worse and worse. Uh, I think uh, you know the the quickest they were uh, 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 for me was uh, the other day. I I, I wrote a short post on uh, on something that had to do with uh, you know there was uh, I think it was who was it it was uh, Jeffrey Sachs mm-hmm. uh, who wrote a piece. Uh, where he suggested that the virus might have been man- manufactured uh, by the Americans in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. And I quoted this post, and uh, they weren't even polite enough to let me know. It just disappeared within like 20 minutes or something. You know, that was just because China was mentioned. Mm. So it's, 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 it's like that, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it seems, I think, you know, reality has left us and. We've let, been left with team sports. Uh, you know, it, lo- locally we have the Red Sox versus the Yankees, and they're both baseball teams. A lot of times, I mean, you know, on occasion a player will play for one team, then he'll play for the other team and get traded and so forth. But the fans, uh, like, they hate each other. They're both baseball fans, and there's no right and wrong. But, mm. but there are camps. I mean, I think we've we've always been a tribal being, and uh, one form or another, and we don't we don't maraud. In the same way, aside from a few hot spots on the earth, but for the most part, we're interdigitated around each other, and yet we have to have a team sport. So we, we you know, it can be football teams, baseball teams, so forth. 
um, but it seems also now it's 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 science and it, you know the mm -hmm. science 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 is two things there's the body of knowledge and there's a scientific process and mm -hmm. and uh, one feeds into the other so we we kind of use the terms interchangeably but the scientific process it's, has its own rationale and insofar as it was performed um, you know we were able to do different experiments because we still have so far uh, different countries different states within the United States and different countries mm -hmm. on earth different you know national states and so we have kind of the, what I call the federalism approach and certain countries did certain things and they didn't do them identically. Um, so I'm wondering maybe, you know, you wrote an article recently on the uh, Faroe Islands, if I'm saying, pronouncing those correctly. Mm. And mm. that's kind of a, a mini Iceland in a sense. I think there's 50,000 people there, 300 yeah. something in, in Iceland. So maybe it's one sixth the size of Iceland. So it's not insignificant. And they had a different experience, um, maybe a quick, akin to Sweden's and so forth. But, you know, the experimentation happens and I'm wondering maybe if you might, uh, you know, enlighten our crowd a little bit about how those experiments uh, went on and whether, you know, those are allowed to be broadcast on the various um, pathways you've mentioned. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, um, nobody, nobody's taken down anything I've written on the Faroe Islands. Uh, I published an article there uh, initially on, on the Daily Skeptic, I think, and then uh, uh, Jerry Tucker reached out and uh, asked to, uh, to publish it on Brownstone as well. And I've, uh, you know, I've linked to it on LinkedIn and Facebook, and uh, that's been, you know, but uh, uh, obviously not as controversial as, as some other things. But the, the Faroe Island uh, uh, case is very interesting because what they did was uh, they decided not to uh, issue any mandates. There were no mask mandates. There were no lockdowns, nothing like that. Yeah, right. They just issued recommendations. Yeah, there were, you know, there, there were there was a pressure uh, for them to uh, to pick up because they're sort of partially a, a part of Denmark, really, and there was pressure to uh, to uh, to apply the same uh, uh, rules as Denmark had, but they refused, and uh, it is it's interesting also politically because. Uh, in in most other countries, uh, the politicians just uh, sort of turned to the uh, uh, to the scientists uh, with a questioning look on their face and asked, "What should we do?" In the Faroe Islands, they didn't do that; they just made the decisions themselves. Uh, and uh, I remember when I was researching the the Faroe Islands case, my my source told me that uh, I think it was the the, the prime minister who uh, was asked about. Shouldn't we have mask mandates? And he's about. He just said, "No, no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> this is just, this is just not making sense." And uh, uh, and that's the way it, it worked out there. And it's a very small country, of course, uh, and uh, a close knit society. And uh, uh, and they m maybe you know they're just too small to uh, they, they they really went under the radar. I think. Mm -hmm. I think nobody was really worrying about what the Faroe Islands did, uh, while everyone was really worrying a lot about what Sweden did, because Sweden is, uh, you know, it's, you know, people know what Sweden is. Uh, most mm -hmm. people don't know what the Faroe, Faroe Islands is. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I think that's, uh, and uh, it's interesting how they sort of evaded uh, the the mass panic, you know. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, a very important learning from all of this that uh, how. How it works with the mass panic, and uh, because the mass panic isn't—it's—it's it's not entirely spontaneous. I think 
Uh, some people say this is all driven by by uh, spontaneous mass panic. Uh, I don't think so because the uh, the authorities can do a lot, you know. And if the authorities try to calm people down, which is what they've done, you know, with previous epidemics, mm -hmm. you know, usually trying to calm people down, yeah, not to, uh, not to 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 uh, get them into panic. Uh, and if this is what people do, uh, then you you can escape the mass panic. And this is what they did in the Faroe Islands. Uh, they they did have, uh, though, uh, late last year, uh, there was uh, some pressure for uh, vaccine mandates and stuff like that. Uh, and they allowed briefly, you know, some vaccine passports in establishments. Uh, but that was only a couple of weeks, I think. Then they 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 backed down with that because it was it was. You know, people just felt it was harmful for society. I mean, it clearly is. And this is a small, close-knit place. I mean, there's very little, you know, in yeah. or out traffic from the Faroe Islands. And so they have each other. And they yeah, have each yeah. other not yeah. just as, as kind of disease, um, you know, objects. They, they have each other as family and, yeah, yeah. you know, cohort. And that yeah. is their life. I mean, they're not, um, you know, they have still have traditions from, you know, medieval times. And I, I, mm. I looked at uh, some of your article and I followed up on some of the dances and so forth. And yeah. in a place like that, I mean, it's literally an island nation and they have to be self-reliant. And, and in order to be self-reliant, you have to have a, a fabric of society. And I think we've seen so much of that fabric, you know, the, the kind of the, the threads being pulled out. And we've yeah. had all kinds yeah. of, of social upheavals and presumably the Faroe Islands didn't have that. But the question I have for you is more on, say, uh, you know, the federalist science of this. I mean, did did people, you know, massively die because they didn't do mask ma mandates or or whatever the no, uh, other NPI? No, did they no, have issues? No. I mean, has society crumbled? Are people? No, you know, is, it like, no. is it like the Black Death? No, no, not at all, not at all. It all turned out quite well for them, actually. Right. And uh, uh, and it's uh, but it's uh, what I just want to mention as well regarding this this, you know, the the interplay be between the authorities and the public is that uh, in Iceland, we had a lot of pressure also towards the end of last year for, uh, you know, vaccine mandates and all this stuff. A lot of prominent people were writing about this and demanding this. And uh, it, was, uh, it was just, uh, you know, crazy to see that. Uh, but uh, fortunately, uh, we, had, we had a change of government uh, in the, late in the fall and then we we got a new uh, minister for healthcare and uh, and he was asked about this and i think what really stopped it was that he just said this is something i will never support mm -hmm. you know, and that was enough basically right and they I backed know. off with this now it's a funny so, thing you know pu public health public health the term of art you know you, everyone thinks it's emphasis on health but mm. the pub public part comes from the same Latin root as politics, people. And, yeah. you know, it, it's an ingredient in what you do. It, it, it can't be the supervening, uh, you know, kind of dictate by science. Scientism or safetyism uh, mm. has, its, has its own problem. And it's certainly, I mean, it's something to factor in. I mean, if literally, you know, uh, the Black Death were here, uh, we should mm. certainly act differently. Um, yeah. but, but for something of this sort, which you know, for a naive population, you know, if I had to be naive to the Spanish flu or naive, you know, that is no vaccines yeah. naked uh, physiologically to to COVID-19, I would pick COVID-19 over the Spanish flu. I think there have been illnesses 
absent a vaccine that are far worse than COVID-19 within, mm -hmm. you know, our institutional memory of the last century or so. Yeah. And this is for time before they even knew what a vaccine was. But, you know, it, 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 for some reason, this thing took off. And there's, there's, I don't, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do think that there's oftentimes a conspiracy, conspiracy of interest. That is to say, once, you know, if a flag is driven mm -hmm. up the flagpole, you know, certain people will salute uh, for their own purposes. And I think a, a lot yeah. of the sec secondary yeah. aspects have to do with um, kind of a bad term is grooming, but control. And, and it, there's either alignment uh, of getting people to follow orders and, and, and act a certain way or not. And independent thought is not necessarily something long in the human tradition. I think, uh, yeah. frankly, it's an aberrancy and an oddity in the, in the course of human, you know, you know, feudal era and uh, slavery and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's not necessarily part and parcel of the human way. We've been led by leaders and, and that mm -hmm. leaders mm -hmm. like to lead. Anyway, that's my two cents on the topic. I don't know how your thoughts, I mean, in the Iceland experiments, getting back to science, did things suddenly get worse when somebody said no to the public health establishment? Mm. No, it's uh, 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 things, uh, no, you know, uh, I think no, nobody really uh, said no to the public health establishment uh, because the public health establishment is both the politicians and, uh, and the experts. And uh, uh, when 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 our uh, healthcare minister said this, uh, basically what what happened was that uh, uh, the others just uh, you know backed it up. Mm -hmm. You know they 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 knew they they if they didn't have his support and he was fervently against this. You know, the, but it in, work ter out. in terms of you know COVID nineteen mortality mm -hmm. or anything like that, did, was there any you know physical? ramifications or repercussions in the population? Did things get worse for people when somebody, you know, finally kind of put a stop to some of the more, you know? No, 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 no. no right. No, no. So, so this I is didn't. the thing that a lot of times it just doesn't seem to matter. You know, when you compare countries, I think you made a comparison between the Faroe Islands and the rest of Denmark mm. that overall, I think they did better. Did they not? Yeah. Yeah. They did. And, they did. and did Iceland it's, do uh, any, uh, any worse, you know, get, kind of loosening mm. things up? Mm. But it's uh, the, the what you what you're saying about public health is is interesting because uh, uh, and, and this is something that uh, that was really disturbing about this and and uh, and that's you know the public health is about balance. It's it's not about one disease. Mm -hmm. It's about balancing things and uh, it's about uh, looking at the pros and cons of what you what you what you can possibly do. And to think about the consequences. In 2020, and uh, and I think still, you know, for most people, uh, they're not. They don't think about the consequences. They don't think about the consequences of the lockdowns. They don't think about the consequences mm. on the young, younger generation, on children, and on the poor, and so on. Mm. It's like it's as if you know the the focus uh, has just been directed into one direction you know it's uh there's nothing else that that matters it's only this single disease mm -hmm. and uh, and this is something you see and hear all around you you know that people are somehow they've lost uh, they've lost the uh, the ability to see the big picture you know they just cannot they they're unable to see the big picture uh, and uh, i don't know precisely what is behind this uh, I've, I've, I've been, you know, uh, 
about a year ago or something, I I I I, I saw uh, started to look at the interviews with Matthias Desmay, mm-hmm. you know, probably a psychologist in Belgium, uh, who's uh, proposed that this is sort of a spontaneous uh, uh, mass uh, uh, delusion or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know. <coughs> Uh, mass hypnosis is the word he uses, uh, where uh, and there are you know what is behind that is uh, you know there are there are certain prerequisites for this to happen. It's uh, increasing isolation. It's uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, experience of uh, you know a lack of meaning in people's lives and uh, and and, uh, and uh, latent aggression. Uh, and all of this, uh, when you have, then you get something, you know, a threat from the outside, like uh, the virus, then people can turn on that and they uh, they suddenly, they find, you know, a sense of community, a mm. sense of purpose and, and all of that. And I think this is a part of the explanation. I'm not sure it's the, the whole explanation. Well, I, I, th- I think it's leaders, you know, the, in Britain, the, I know they had a special kind of a psyops unit yeah for, that is yeah, yeah yeah maybe you could speak on that a little bit mm-hmm. yeah from what from what i know it's it was an organized uh, uh it, it was just basically organized propaganda uh, and uh, they used uh, they used uh, 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 psychologists to uh, to plan the propaganda to uh, increase and drive the fear in the population yeah, and uh, and it's uh, it's it's unethical basically uh, to act like this. It is, it's uh, because you're you're driving people into a into sort of a frenzy, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is very dangerous. Yes, absolutely. And, it's... Uh, and what happens is that uh, people, uh, you know, when people are driven into a frenzy like this, they, they lose their individual morality. You know, they lose the sense of morality. And, and that's what happens when you when all you care about is uh, this one thing, this one virus, this threat, essentially to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's uh, it's a very selfish, and it's uh, and you don't care. You no, don't care amazing. about anybody else. You don't care about the poor people in, yep. in Africa or India, the hundreds of millions who are driven into acute poverty uh, because of those uh, those. Uh, restrictions uh, yeah it's, it's, an, it's an it's an amazing organizing principle yeah. you know my, my heritage is, is jewish and mm. I, over the course of this period um there are certain aspects that are redland of uh, the nazis you know labeling the jews as vermin yeah. Uh, r- yeah. rats infectious and so forth and this is uh, something that's gone on for a long time you know and you know here it's the virus that is that but they by extension you know anybody who had a, a separate or different Thought, thought different from yep. Yep. that of the majority was in that same category. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and those who wouldn't get vaccinated, you know. Just, yeah, it was, never, uh, it was never, never really explained how one person's vaccination should, some, you know, somehow harm somebody else's. It wasn't uh, it, about it, vaccination. It was about compliance, basically. Uh, I think I think that's what it was about. And, uh, and I think, uh, like, you know, the, the persecution uh, in the Third Reich, uh, it started. It started basically as a, as a set of public health measures. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, very much involved, and 
and then it 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 moved on like this. And uh, it's as soon as you start excluding people, uh, whether it's based on their beliefs, their uh, uh, their uh, traditions, uh, their uh, race, or whatever, you know, you 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 you're going into uh, uh, you're creating a situation that that is going to end very badly. Mm-hmm. And we see this again and again. We see the the persecution in uh, or the mass murder in uh, the genocide in Rwanda, for example, uh, in Bosnia. You know, uh, in the Third Reich, of course, is all is always the same. You know, it's always the same. And uh, and this is this is something that we saw quite strongly, and we we see it still in Europe, for example, and we see it still in America. I think also. Uh, uh, the frenzy against the the, the unvaccinated uh, and uh, the attempts at excluding them from society uh, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's disturbing. It's it's very very disturbing to see this on a worldwide scale. Yeah, it's craziness. You know, there's uh, a game. There's a game: rock, paper, scissors. I imagine you're familiar with mm-hmm. and, yep, and yep. here we're kind of in the world of inter- intersectionality, which is a kind of a Marxian uh, critical uh, race theory uh, aspect mm-hmm. uh, where a certain thing, one thing trumps another. And so there was an interesting dynamic that happened in New York city because uh, by a, a large, uh, I guess, uh, percentage, the, the most unvaccinated group were, uh, you know, of, of darker skin color, uh, blacks uh, were the least vaccinated and then uh, Latinos and so forth. And it became a, a, a kind of a dynamic wherein uh, the, the bars and restaurants and uh, public venues and so forth wouldn't let you in if you were unvaccinated. Yet, you know, nobody, the worst thing you can be called almost anywhere in the United States is racist. Mm. And yet uh, it, it was a clear racial dynamic as it were for, for secondary reasons. And, you know, this whole thing played out in very odd um, uh, manner. Uh, mm. You know, so, sometimes... You know, nobody wants any of these kind of kind of discriminations going on. But the only uh, from my you know external vantage, the only interesting part was seeing how those kind of two things played out. You know, the the one idea of this kind of safetyism versus mm-hmm. you know kind of this uh, weird racial hierarchy that people have constructed. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't imagine you had that in Iceland per se. Um, nope, nope. But but how did it play out where you are? Was there I mean, I, I assume, pre, you know, pretty much I think Iceland is, uh, you know, we, a lot of the geneticists, you know, focus on Iceland because it's one of the unique, uniquely uh, kind of purest uh, strain from lineage. Uh, so mm-hmm. how, did it play out politically where you are at all? Or, or how, how did that play out versus, you know, I mean, were, was it noticed? Uh, you mean? Uh... Kind of friction between people based on their beliefs about COVID. Well, there was, you know, uh it was uh, there was a lot of uh, you know when when i started criticizing and uh, and me and uh, it was uh, basically we were three to begin with uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and we started publishing those interviews like with martin kultov and Tegnell mm-hmm. and others and uh, and writing about this and so on uh, uh, in one paper we were called the trump troika you know, <laughs> because we uh, we uh, we we thought the Great Barrington Declaration was a good uh, good idea, and that was all to do with Trump, 
and uh, we were just bad people uh, who wanted to uh, uh, save the economy uh, uh, and sacrifice uh, people's health and lives and, uh, and all of this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and this was, of course, this was, uh, you know, this was because of the loss of focus, of course. Mm-hmm. Because the focus was all directed at this one disease and there was nothing else that, that mattered than this one disease. Uh, but we just kept on, you know, and uh, and uh, and then uh, you know we got more people on board, and uh, uh, and we got more support. Uh, still, you know, of course, the fringe minority, uh, but you know, uh, our Facebook group now has uh, something like three thousand members. Wow, it's quite a bit out of a population of three. Yeah, that's one percent. It's a full one percent. Yeah, yeah, and probably so more when uh, you think about just uh, who's on yeah. Facebook. And uh, and it's uh, and it's uh, this this is just you know okay you go into this uh, and you go into this because you believe and uh, and you know there's something wrong going on you know mm-hmm. and you uh, you have to act you know it's uh, there's if you know. Uh, you know uh, that uh, that we are heading for a disaster. You mm-hmm. you have to act. You you don't have a choice really. You know if Fair you enough. have the time and you have the possibility of doing something, uh, then you have to do that. So we're heading into the home stretch, as they say in horse racing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd kind of like you to maybe capsulize or um, give give advice to people who are in similar situations. And and what's uh, what's the message you'd like to give? And and does this relate it as as well to your other work, including uh, th- your book? And um, I don't mm. know. Just what what, are, what would be your closing thoughts? I think it's uh, well. Uh, I think it's basically that uh, we are uh, our, our responsibility uh, as individuals is to be true to ourselves. You know, and uh, I've been thinking about this actually this evening because I'm writing a piece on it. Uh, but uh, uh, I, uh, I recently wrote, uh, read a, a short post uh, by uh, one of my uh, sort of, uh, uh, one of one of the people I respect the most in, in management, who's the uh, who's Norwegian uh, uh, proponent of uh, the Beyond Budgeting movement, which is mm-hmm. uh, basically about uh, management uh, uh, style. And and he said uh, he he was talking about the uh, uh, what happens uh, when when managers uh, uh, apply and uh, and and work with models that they know uh, are uh, are uh, uh, are uh, uh, they know to be uh, uh, you know inferior and uh, and. Uh, and unhealthy mm-hmm. within companies and it's this sort of distinction between the what i found interesting in this is the this distinction between the manager and the model uh, and i think we can relate this to uh, to the distinction between uh, the individual and uh, uh, and uh, you know you could call it the crowd or the set of beliefs mm-hmm. or something we sort of enter into uh, into a model and the model takes over we we cease to be individuals we cease to uh, uh, right. to uh, to we cease to be uh, act as thinking responsible individuals and uh, so we, we we just so it's important to kind of step outside and look at this 
It is, well, yeah, yeah. And I think well, it's I, I, uh, it's the uh, the the uh, our, our responsibility uh, exactly to right. think uh, critically, uh, to question, to doubt. Fair enough. Uh, this is this is basically what what uh, what it's all about. As soon as we just uh, become uh, part of uh, of a crowd or a convention right. or a belief, uh, then we've lost ourselves. You know. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Thorsten. And uh, I'm in your debt, so let me know how I can help you in the future. But I'm going to uh, signal an end to our broadcast. So uh, please, if you're watching this, uh, please feel free to contact either of us, both, and uh, share this as widely as you can. I think they're very important thoughts. And um, I'm going to call it a night. So thank you so much. I appreciate your being here. Thank you. Thank you.